0: Welcome to CORE 242 Podcast, brought to you by CORE Community Covenant Church. Now let's dive into the Word of God with Pastor Max and Pastor Trish. Anyway, God bless you. We're, we're excited. We're excited because we're finishing our teaching. This teaching has been timely. Uh, it's It's been powerful. It's been challenging. It's been um, something that very eye-opening for me. As Trish and I have been studying these Beatitudes, it became such a such an important part of our spiritual walk it gave gave us time to reflect on on who we are and what a Christianity looks like so we we looked at that and saw how each and every of these Beatitudes work on top of each other and at the beginning of the teaching that's something that we shared because you know we looked at it and then there was other commentaries that said that but not till that we're here at the end we pause and we're like man they really do work one on top of another that you need one step after the next after the next and it kind of works through the maturity and here we are at the end of the uh, Beatitudes of matthew chapter 5 verse 10 where it says blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven and it's awesome that it ends the way it started the who start. blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And here, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So we have these two, beginning and end kind of thing. And I know it's been a while since we talked about being blessed. Uh, so, so
1: blessed, We just as a reminder, all of these are blessings. And there's no verb here. And some commentaries or translations have said that it would make more sense rather than saying blessed are to say congratulations to those who are mourning or congratulations in this case to those who are persecuted. Uh, and it, it sounds uh, disjointed to our ears because it's not something that you would typically congratulate someone for being persecuted. But again, we recognize that what Jesus is doing here is he's acknowledging that the world that we live in is upside down. The, the world order, the system that we're in uh, people are rewarded for wickedness. People are rewarded for lying, cheating, stealing their way to the top. Uh, but in the kingdom of God, everything is reversed. And I, you know, some people say that Jesus turned the kingdom upside down. But what we re- what we know as Christians, as believers, is that Jesus was actually turning everything right side up. He was putting things in order the way that God intended, the way that God created. But as long as we live in this world and in this system... Um, we will face opposition. And so the ultimate mark of maturity, again, these beatitudes are not the way to be saved, but they are the attributes of those who are being saved. Mm -hmm. So we first come to the Lord and we recognize that we are nothing apart from him, that we are lost without him. That's the poor in spirit. And then we come and we mourn over our sin. We grieve over the sin that's in our lives and the sin in the world around us. Uh, Then we, blessed are the meek, which are those who surrender, surrender to God, surrender to the kingdom of God. Um, Those who hunger and thirst after a right relationship with God and a right relationship with others. Those who receive the mercy of God and are so full of his mercy that they exemplify his mercy to other people. Blessed are those who are pure in heart because when God gives you that new heart, remember when he takes your heart of stone and gives you that heart of flesh that can feel and love and experience. um, Blessed are those because we will get to see God we We sang that in worship today that that our, our sin, the eye of sinful man his glory may not see and and that has been reversed in in the coming of christ's kingdom, um, which is what this is all about. so then we talked about uh, last time about being peacemakers, meaning not those who just avoid conflict or who keep peace at all costs, but those who actually bring forth the gospel of peace, those who uh, teach, repent for the kingdom is near. Those who announce the coming of Christ as the as the Messiah, as the anointed one that we've been waiting for, as the King of kings and Lord of lords. And today we look at blessed are you when you're persecuted. And I want to read verse 11 and 12 because it it actually just augments and it better explains um, verse 10. It's not a different beatitude, but it's more of an explanation to kind of bookend all of these uh, blessings. It says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. And we're going to unpack this because there's mm-hmm. different things here about what persecution looks like um, that, that we need to, to notice that's different from people just not liking you. Mm-hmm. Uh, rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets... Who were before you. So again, this one ends with rejoicing, and it's this contrast of the fact that we're being persecuted, but yet we rejoice. And uh, I want to show an example from Acts chapter 5. Uh, one of the first one of the first examples that we see of this uh, is in Acts chapter 5. There's a whole story here. It starts in verse 17. We're not going to read the whole story. But what happens uh, starting in verse 17 is it says, the high priest and the members of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy, so they arrested the apostles and put them in jail. And there's this whole thing that that breaks out that God does. It's just an amazing story. I encourage you to read it. But what we're looking at today is actually in verse 41. It says, as the apostles left the Sanhedrin, they were rejoicing that they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts, and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. And so what you see here is the direct connection between the peacemakers, right, who preach the gospel of peace and the persecution that will come when you truly do that. And we see that the way that they responded to that was with blessing, that they they consider themselves blessed to be worthy of persecution. They, they rejoiced that they were counted... Worthy of suffering for the name of Christ, that that they had been considered. uh wor- I get it? worthy? worthy. worthy, There's is, no worthy other, the I'm best. trying to think of another worthy way of saying it, word. but they, that's the best way of saying it. Exactly, um, that they that their faith was enough that God saw fit for them to be actually suffer and persecuted for the name of Christ. It was considered an honor. I guess is the word that I'm looking for.
0: Yeah. Um, so we, when we dive into this, we need to realize what persecution is, because not going into examples or anything that are what people think persecution is, because we really need to acknowledge acknowledge that there's there is a persecution there is a persecution in this world of the church, and the Western world we don't really have that. It's. I feel like it's an insult to the persecuted church when we hear say like, "Oh, I've been so persecuted at my work because," but persec. I'm sorry. <coughs> perse- persecution is is what it is. I just want to read it straight from the definition. Is persecute being persecuted means to be harassed and punished in a manner designed to injure, grieve or afflict, or cause death. And the interesting part says, the cause suffer because of their belief. Persecution always comes because of your belief. When somebody goes after you because of your beliefs, it's not just because you're a jerk. You know, it's because of your belief. So for us as a church, when we're being persecuted, it's because of our faith in Jesus Christ. When we stand on the on our belief that Jesus is the Lord and Savior and through him and only Him we can come to God and have everlasting life. That's what we stand on. And if somebody comes after that, after us for that, that is the persecution. That because of the hope that we have. But all the other things, it's it's not a persecution. And we we really need to acknowledge that because it it breaks my heart because there's so many Christians out there who are hiding, who are struggling. who are being killed, who are being killed, thank you, because of their faith, because of their belief in Jesus Christ, because of their love for the word, because of their love to worship God. That's what they're being killed for, not because they can't wear a cross or whatever else. You know again I'm trying not to be negative and I don't want to I don't want to make examples of some of the when Christians talk about persecutions right so There's sometimes
1: it's just a preference of something that we like or something that we want mm-hmm. things that we expect in this country are just freedoms but we take them so for granted and when those are not allowed or when they get removed from us it's like oh what was me I'm being persecuted but we're not persecuted in this country on an institutionalized level. We may face persecution on, a, on an individual level, mm-hmm. among our family systems, among our friend groups, or maybe even in our workplace. But as a, as a nation, we don't experience what other countries around the world, the true levels of persecution Um, and, And realistically, what happens is that we need to be more aware of it. We need to pray for the persecuted church and be aware of it because what we've grown numb to is the fact that there are actually more Christians persecuted around the world today for their faith than ever before in human history. More people have died in the last hundred years because of the Christian faith than did in the time of the Acts of the Apostles. And if we don't understand that, then we're going to miss because Jesus says one of our scriptures today, he points to the persecuted church as being one of the signs of the end. And so if we're not aware and we're not watching the persecuted church because we're somewhat removed from it or we're turning things that are not persecution and we're calling them persecution, we're actually going to miss one of the signs of his second coming. And that's important for us to not miss.
0: Yeah. And we need to remember that Jesus taught us about that. He warned that we will be persecuted. That is not, should, shouldn't be a surprise for us. Uh, in the, in the Matthew chapter 10, I love that this, this verse kind of came to us because it's right next to the verse from last, last time we talked. Last time we talked about peacemakers, this is when Jesus sends out the 12 in Matthew 10, right? And we talked about peace, right? If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it, right? So we talked about being a peacemaker, leave the gospel here. But a couple of verses down there, four verses down there, it's verse 16. He says, I am sending you out out like a sheep among wolves. Therefore, be shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local council and flog you in their synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witness to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say. At the time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be your speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through, through you. He warned us that it's going to happen. And he also warned you, don't worry about it. I'm with you always. And the spirit is going to be with you always. And he's going to give you the right thing to say and the right things to do when that happens. But just know it's going to happen. Right. So that, that's one of, our, one of our things that we have to hold on to. Right. It's not one of, I don't want to be a place because I've heard this teaching too. I'm like, well, if I'm not suffering, then I'm not preaching. You know, I'm not living my Christian life the way I'm supposed to if, I, if I'm not being persecuted. That, I'm not, I don't think that, that that's a right mindset.
1: It could be that you're just in a season of God's <laughs> Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that was, that's one of the examples that we need to be uh, prepared. Are you in John 15?
1: Yes. Okay. So one of the first things we realize about persecution is, is one, that we should expect it. Um, Two, that not everything that we would think in, in this country is persecution is actually persecution. <laughs> we have to look at that word and realize what it actually means. Uh, so again, in verses 11 and 12, it says, People will insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. So it's not just the the image on the other extreme that you have to be imprisoned or killed or burned at the stake or flogged. Uh, people will talk bad about you. You will lose friendships. You will lose relationships. And that is a form of the persecution that Jesus warned us to be aware of, that there is a cost to following him, that when we choose to follow him, we will lose friends and family. And again, not because we're being a jerk or because we're holier than that. We have to be careful of that. But specifically, persecution is when we receive this opposition because of him, because we don't compromise our faith Mm -hmm. and our belief in Jesus Christ. And so it says in John 15, uh, verse 18... Uh, there's a couple verses here if you want to look at it. It says, uh, John, John, fifteen, eighteen. If the world hates you, keep in mind it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. Which that's a whole warning in and of itself. <laughs> because if you're looking to build up your your followers and your you know, we we have to be really careful about that. Because if the world loves you and you're attracting a huge crowd, what is the reason you're attracting the crowd? Because if that does not follow. pattern of christ he says if you belong to the world it will love you as its own so if people are loving you you actually have to take a step back and wonder which gospel are you preaching because you will face opposition it says as it is you do not belong to the world but i have chosen you out of the world that is why the world hates you and i'm not talking about the church there are people who are preaching and are amazing shepherds and preachers and teachers and all of that and and the church is being built up because of it i'm not saying that you should be a hermit living in a cave somewhere and that means you're a true follower of christ but i'm just saying we have to be careful what sort of kingdom we're building up and and here the sign that we're actually of christ is that the world resists the world hates you remember the words i spoke to you no servant is greater than his master if they persecuted me they will persecute you also. Mm -hmm. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey you also. They will treat you this way because of my name. And so again, just remembering, they're not, when we face persecution, and many of us may say, you know, I've walked through a bunch of these beatitudes, but I have not reached this level of maturity yet. I have not lived my faith in such a way where the fruit of the spirit is just so overflowing in me That people start to hate me because I'm so full of joy, or I'm so full of (laughs) peace, or I'm so full of, I mean, praise God for the day when the fruit is so evident in our lives that people, what happened with the apostles were that the Sadducees were jealous. They even tell us the motive, the reason why we face this opposition is because they're jealous. That means there had to be something that was evident in their lives to, to rouse jealousy. And so if you have such a maturity in your faith where the fruit of the spirit, the gentleness, right, the kindness, the, the loving kindness, the, all of the evidence of the fruit of the spirit that the world is going to hate and you'll face resistance. But what we face it because of him, not because of who we are, but because of the fruit of the spirit, because of the Holy Spirit living and dwelling within us. That is the key factor. So just not having friends because we're kind of a jerk does not constitute being persecuted yeah. okay and just we're all clear and on the same page with this
0: teaching <laughs> yeah paul paul talks talks about it in second timothy verse uh chapter three he's he starts in verse 10 he says you however know all about all about my teaching my way of my uh, way of my life my purpose my faith my patience love endurance right fruit of the spirit so we we're hearing what he is and then he continues my persecution my suffering what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch and Icanium and Lystra, the persecution I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me, rescued me from all of them. And this is the key verse that was actually, um, we wrote down. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Yeah. That is the teaching that, that Paul's putting out, putting out to Timothy. Hey, just as you know, you want to live a godly life? you're going to be persecuted the world does not like you just just like in john jesus warns us about it they hate us because they hated him first they the reason they don't want to because we we have life we have light and the, our light shines on their darkness and they don't want it to, they don't want that they don't want to listen to the scripture. They don't want to be next to somebody who's filled with the spirit because our joy is going to show their hate. Ooh. Our patience is going to show their bitterness, or Ooh. that that's that reflection. It should be that kind of reflection. That, again, the wish you said, we're in a much in a such a mature stage in our lives that our fruit of the spirit is going to reflect on who they are, mm-hmm. and they don't want to be around that. They're going to be like, man, I, I don't want to hang hang out with them no more. Because every time I'm around them, I'm feeling guilty. Mm -hmm. Because they, well, are they preaching at you? No. Are they pointing things out? No. It's just the way they are. Mm -hmm. Praise God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Praise God. That that is the life that we have and we're being, that this is what is being persecuted. Why is the church being persecuted? Because the other, wherever those countries are, is they cannot handle this gospel of love and peace. Mm -hmm. That goes against everything that those countries stand for
1: because they refuse to compromise and bow and worship Mm -hmm. false gods because they have a hope that's beyond the government they have a hope that's beyond the laws of that land and it's it's a rebellious defiance that threatens the institutions that be Mm -hmm. and so it's it's actually you know makes you sit back and question if if we're not facing persecution as the church then we're not shaking things up enough culturally in this country um and that doesn't, again, that doesn't mean that we impose biblical values on people who don't follow the, the Bible. Bible. If, mm-hmm. if they don't have Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we can't impose our morality on someone who is following a different rule book. But we can exemplify through our life, through our word, through our action in such a way that rattles people and and shows that we are set apart as holy and that we are different. And so the, the next key part of this beatitude is that... Uh, those who are persecuted will inherit the kingdom of god were you gonna say something
0: i was i was just gonna add there there's this one story just to continue what it, yeah. my point was i'm sorry uh in first kings chapter 22 i just really like this story of um there's two kings that want to want to go to war and they're asking different prophets and everybody's like yeah you should go to the lord is with you and they're like man you all sound shady <laughs> And then they're like, is there any... The king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat. There is... No, where is it? He said, is there no prophet... Jehoshaphat asked, is there no prophet of the Lord here who can, we can inquire? And the king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat. There is still one man, though, whom we can inquire of the Lord. But I hate him. Because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. And I just love that story because at the end... They bring him over and they tell him like hey, just tell him what we all say, right? The other prophets are like just tell him what he says and, and he comes and like, hey, should we go He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, Victor is with you and the guy's like and he, and he says, How many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the Lord's truth in the name of the Lord? And like I said, Okay, well then I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd, meaning you're all going to die. And he's like, didn't I, and the king of Israel said to Joshua, didn't I tell you that he never <laughs> prophesized anything good about me, but only bad? He's like, I hate it because you, when I speak to you, you're like, hey, can you give me, it's like, hey, can you help me out? I have this problem. And you're like, well, this is what the Bible says. This is how I believe. Man, I don't want to hear about that. I'm like, well, this is you want the truth. I'm going to give you the truth. The truth, that's what I find you in the world You can't handle the truth. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's the honest that reality is, yeah. is that people will see the fruit of the Spirit. They see the love. They see the joy in spite of whatever suffering you're going through. And and then when you give them reason for the hope that you have, you give them an answer for the for the reason why you are the way that you are, they they don't want to hear that answer. They want they want to know like what new pill you're taking or what new what new show you're watching or what new self help book you just read. But when you tell them, well, I repented and I accepted the Lord Jesus as my savior, they're like, I don't I don't want any of that yeah, religious like... mumbo jumbo. You know, now you're just taking it. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, just tell me the next best self help book and let me read that instead, or let me try the newest bad diet
0: that will make me happy you know yeah and we, we want to really look at it because remember it says persecuted for righteousness it's not just persecuted so we need to focus on that life of righteousness and we do not need to make this complicated the, the righteousness lifestyle is what we've just been studying for the past three months it's the fruit of the spirit that is the life of ourselves do they see love joy peace kindness goodness gentleness uh perseverance, self-control, faithfulness. faithfulness. Do they see that in us? That is the life of righteousness. Do they persecute us because we keep on loving on them when they don't have to, because we have joy that we, they don't have to, because we have peace that they don't have to. They, that's what living the life of righteousness. And then Beatitudes. Are we at a place like that where we're poor in spirit, we're merciful, where we're seeking righteousness? Those are the things that is the life of righteousness that 's what 's worthy of being persecuted when we stand on what the Spirit has given us and what the gospel of God has shown us that 's what we are being persecuted for, not because the things we wear or the, or the bumper sticker that we have in our car right
1: that 's not, that's not what he means okay. so Hebrews chapter twelve um, says this, this is a good bridge verse that crosses over uh, to help us understand. Uh, the this the attitude it says uh, this is verses chapter 12 verses 1 through 4 it says therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us so this is what we need to do is live this life of righteousness and whatever persecution and opposition comes our way Because of the great cloud of witnesses that have gone before us, that we persevere in spite of it. And it says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Here's that theme again of rejoicing in spite of persecution, rejoicing in spite of suffering, rejoicing in spite of grief and loss and suffering. And it says... Scorning its shame, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And just like as we are being made in the image of Christ, this is, this is where we're going with this that we too inherit the kingdom of heaven. We too inherit the kingdom of God, just as Christ did when we persevere, when we live our life in such a way as to receive that level of persecution, and yet we persist and we stand firm to the end then we, we likewise inherit the kingdom of heaven. And so this is verse 3. It says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you do not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's sobering for all of us, is that however uh, long we've walked with the Lord, however very few of us can say that we legitimately have suffered Persecution or have suffered to the point of the shedding of blood. Mm-hmm. And and yet this is the sign of maturity that we would we would endure all things and be faithful um, through all the suffering and all the things that may come our way, that it would actually just make our faith stronger rather than cause us to grow weary in doing good. That instead of losing heart that we would actually become more determined. The more opposition we face, the more suffering we face, the more resistance we get from people around us, the more we actually should be convicted that we are actually doing what is right. The more that you start to show the fruit of the Spirit, the less people are going to like you, the more you're going to lose friends, the more you're going to have even even brothers and sisters in Christ, quote-unquote, who are going to come against you because they they think that you're, you're off track, but you're actually standing on the truth and you're actually walking and being led by the holy spirit you're going to start to stand out like the prophets of old where people didn't like them because of the truth the truth that was in them people don't want to hear the light they don't want to hear the truth and so the the more you walk closer to the lord the more you exemplify this christian maturity and this lifestyle where you're bearing the fruit of the spirit the more persecution you're going to face and you should just expect it
0: yeah because of the truth jesus says that that very uh, scripture that i'm sorry i can't find it i'll put it in, in the notes later but when he talks about i didn't come here to have peace with the world i came here to yeah. to to separate brother and sister husband and wife children and parents because of the faith not because he hates them because one is from the world and one is from the spirit and that's where there's going to be the conflict that, so yeah, sh- it, it's Matthew you,
1: chapter 10. We shared it so when close. we taught on peacemakers. Matthew 10, 34 through 37.
0: Yeah, so th- it's it's there. It's absolutely there. There's a promise there that it's, it's going to happen. That separation is going to happen. And at the end, it's, he really said there's going to be separation between sheep and, <laughs> sheep and wolves.
1: Right.
0: Um, so it's, if we're
1: ashamed of him now, he'll be ashamed of us then. But yeah. if we stand for the yeah. Lord now and we stand with, you know, unashamed of the gospel and unashamed of our faith in Christ, then just like S- Stephan, when he was stoned, you know, he, he looked up and he saw Christ. Not only did he see Christ, but he saw Christ standing Everything. and advocating mm-hmm. for him on behalf in the heavens. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Christ does for us when we withstand persecution and rejection. Um, yeah. I think yep. rejection is a, key, is a key form of persecution that we experience in this we can understand.
0: Yeah, as you we were as you we were teaching, I was thinking about James and John when they came to talk to Jesus to who if they can sit on the left and on the right. And he said, "Are you willing to to, to drink the cup that I drink the cup?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So he's like, "Surely you will." And James was the first uh, apostle to, to, to be killed, so he definitely he drank it really quickly. Uh, but praise God that he is also was with him in heaven. But the last thing I just want to finish off of, you know, we always talk about now and not yet. The not yet is about the persecuted. The blessed are the persecuted. Revelations chapter 20, verse 4 says, I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who have been, who been beheaded because of their testimony for Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or, or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Hallelujah. Those, because of their testimony, I love because of their te- they were beheaded because of their testimony, because of the faith that they stood, because they were persecuted for their faith. And here they are, the first to reign with Christ for a thousand years. And I don't want to go deeper into the theology of what, how's that? How's that looking yeah. at that point? But it's
1: outside the scope of the BS. But <laughs>
0: they're but they're honored.
1: <laughs>
0: but they're honored. They're honored because of how they were persecuted and how they withstood. Um, that persecution uh, standing on the testimony and the hope of Jesus Christ.
1: And just as this beatitude says, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You see this, the the first resurrection of the persecuted church getting to reign in the kingdom of heaven in its fulfillment. And it's just such a beautiful picture of his glory.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you for spending time with us during this episode. We pray that this teaching blessed you and brought you closer to understanding God. If you'd like to contact us, please email us at corechurch242 at gmail.com. Until next time, know you are loved and covered in prayer.